Hello and welcome to episode 29, a very special episode of True Crime Time. Mother's Day has passed and we weren't able to get this episode out for then, but we tried this last year and the same thing happened. So today is Mother's Day because we say it is. Happy Mother's Day. There's no better time to force my mom to do an episode with me than now. So my mom is here with me today. Her name is Janet. Hello. Welcome to True Crime Time. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. And um, yeah, happy Mother's Day to me. Two weeks weeks late. Two weeks late. Is this only two weeks? It feels like a lot more. Could be. I digress. I don't know. What is time anyway? Um, We are going to keep it pretty late today and not discuss any one specific story at length. But to start off in episode 27, Lizzie Borden, I told the listeners that you have a double-seater outhouse in your backyard. My question to you is, does that make you feel fancy? Um, fancy? No. <laughs> fancy, no. But but we've always wondered why the two seats. Is that something you really want to share with people? I feel like that's a, something that Lou and I talked about on that episode, actually. And he was saying something about, like, in Roman times, they had similar just, like, rows, and you'd just be sitting there with, like, your knees touching other people. This weird. was 1900 Long Island, so not quite sure. Not Roman times. Same. Not the same. Maybe, like, two kids going to the bathroom before they go to bed? Maybe if it's, like, an emergency, emergency? situation. <laughs> I don't know. Let's That's see. the equivalent of today's two-bathroom household, right? Um, so I think that my love of spooky has stems or some rather from from many things and probably you know how my dad had me watch arachnophobia and killer clowns when i was about five but my mom loves to jump scare people (laughs) she loves it so absolutely do once upon a time i don't even know how long ago this was maybe like 10 years ago my cousin um alex who also appeared on the podcast um a few times she was over watching a movie and my mom took it upon herself to notice we were watching a scary movie and spring into action. In the dark. In the dark, watching a creepy movie. I don't know if we were in it the was dark. Such, yes, you were. And okay. it was such a great opportunity. So, so tell them what you did. So I said, uh, I tiptoed <laughs> upstairs to my linen closet where I keep a skeleton. <laughs> yes, I keep skeletons in my closet. You don't need to know why. So I took the skeleton, tied it to the end of the broom handle, walked outside. Naturally. And banged on the window, or the skeleton banged on the window. There was, needless to say, a lot of screaming. I didn't and, scream. Well, Alex did. Alex I think screamed. she's still in therapy. Yeah, she might be. Um, she was very, very startled by that. Because I think the room wasn't completely dark, if I recall. But the outside was dark. So when you hear a noise and you look at the window and you see a skeleton, that's going to... And this is why I did it, because it was the perfect <laughs> opportunity to do this. So yes. half of me was delighted. I thought it was hysterical. And the other half was very <laughs> apologetic to Alex. I don't think that's and, true. Uh, but I don't, pay, I don't pay for her therapy. That's true. I don't think that's true. <laughs> but so I mentioned, and I want to talk a little bit more about your house the story I was always told was it was built in the 1900s and it used to be like a schoolhouse. Is that, it wasn't? It was a farmhouse. Why did I think schoolhouse? Was it the pencil? There used to be a pencil sharpener. Maybe that's where I got that. Yeah, but a lot of people have those. No, they don't. They don't have those old janky metal stapled to the wall. Sure they (laughs) do. Pencil sharpeners. Back in old times. Listen, if anyone who's listening to this has a janky old 
crazy rusty pencil sharpener that's stuck to your wall i want to know about it they're please, probably all in the antique me. shops now yeah but like you're like everyone has them like if you look in any house they're there i don't think that's true but a lot of work has been done to this house right over over 20 years how mm-hmm. long a long time 25 years so when you guys started doing like demo you found stuff in the walls mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you found we found we're only the third owners the house is over 100 years old and we found love letters um somebody named clark i forget Um, kent no i don't think it was superman's house no no um and we also found a car payment book um when cars were 50 cents no this brand new car probably in the 20s or 30s was worth $400. I cannot even imagine. My car's not even worth $400 now. Nah. <laughs> That's crazy. This is true. Oh. Um, <laughs> what else did we find? Oh, in a in an add-on wall, we found like a 1923 Farmer's Almanac. That's the one I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in pretty good condition. In very too. good condition. Yeah. Yep. So I hung on to all that stuff because I think it's cool. It is cool. I think it's very cool. And then I didn't, I didn't even know about some of those things, but then you did find something pretty interesting in the yard. <laughs> well, what the, fa- did, what the did family that lived there before us had four little girls and they obviously played in the yard a lot because we were always finding toys. Um, the best find ever was <laughs> a doll's head with just a few hair plugs left <laughs> and one eye that was half open caked with mud (laughs) that was the best that was the best and so it still haunts us every now and then um my husband and i will give gift that to each other (laughs) for christmas or our birthdays Uh, and um, and right now it's in the house somewhere and i don't know where it is so that itself is creepy yes but let me say the best thing about that is that years will go by without anyone giving it to each other it's not all the time so you never know when it's going to happen um and then people will forget where it is which is creepy but then it always shows back up again and i'm also really glad we're talking about this because recently i found a picture of it oh so i'm gonna post it on the page so you guys can see how terrifying this is and i one of the times that sticks out to me about it is that um i think you had received it Mm -hmm. And there was like a like a ribbon tied to it so you had to pull the ribbon <laughs> out of a bag as if you were getting like a beautiful yes. glamorous exciting yeah. gift it, it and then at a, the end was just this dirt <laughs> cake dirt cake yeah creepy doll, doll head, head with one eye open yeah we which all is, know dolls can be pretty creepy anyway just look at chucky just look at annabelle mm-hmm. right um and then also we once had when I lived there, there was a, I don't know, a contractor, I guess, construction, mm-hmm. construction guy. He brought in his nephew, I think, to help him. I don't even remember how this came up. Do you remember how this I came wasn't, up? I wasn't home. I was at work. You were home. He, but he, I don't know that they told it to me. I think they told it to Chop. That's what we call my stepdad. I don't know if that's ever come up before, but just for context, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, the... Basically, long story short, because this is a long time ago, it's hard for me to remember the exact. Um, the helper, the nephew, who was probably in his like twenties, you met him before, mm-hmm. yeah. He was, 
I don't know if he said or his uncle had said, but essentially he is kind of a sensitive person to like energy or, or whatever. And he was saying that it's come up, it's happened several times, but he never said anything, but he just thought maybe we should know that he had picked up the presence of this kind of like grumpy old man um, who would just kind of like walk around and like wasn't super pleased about the construction going on, I think was yeah. the, the gist of it. He didn't like what was going on in the house. He felt very unsettled. Yes, he very, felt very unsettled, which I feel like is kind of a generic thing to say. Like I can go to anyone's house and say that, but it, I mean, I feel like it's weird to do so. So I don't know. Well, it was just kind of odd that this helper picked this vibe up out of the blue and, and mentioned it. Nobody ever mentioned. Yeah. Well, cause he didn't do anything. anything. He him. wasn't like a malicious, like he wasn't doing anything bad to people, but it's weird if you think about it, because I always like to play as much as I, I am like the woo woo girl. I don't just believe anything. Are you the woo woo girl? Uh, that, I think I've that, never heard that title before. I think that's what people <laughs> like. I don't like that term, but that's what people say. Now I know. Um, I don't just believe things that people say because people are full of crap a lot. So at the same time, when you think about that, he's like on a job and he's getting paid. So why would you come into your house and like risk your job? Right. You're like, by the way, by the way, there's a bad vibe. In your house is full of ghosts and you'd be like, okay, well you're fired. Thank you. And Please. then you told me, and I said, don't tell me that because now I'll be too scared to close my eyes in the shower and wash my hair. Yeah. <laughs> But, but no, nothing ever, we did actually, you used to hear doors slamming and things like that. I never did. I always felt like there was a happy vibe in the house. Well, um, it has a nice, happy history. Nothing tragic ever happened no. there. <clears throat> so, but residual energy isn't necessarily bad. Like I remember one time you weren't home and Chap was just outside, like in the uh, garage, garage, which is a barn actually. And um, the the door was open to the stairs to the basement, like the direct door. And I was in like the bathroom and I heard someone like running down the stairs down there. And when I went to like, I could see Chop outside and you weren't home. And I, I'm pretty sure I locked myself in my room and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I'll um, wait here till my mom comes. Yeah. Home. So it wasn't that there was anything ever malicious, but just weird like I, like I had heard people or someone like calling my name once when everyone was asleep. My bedroom used to be downstairs um, and everyone else, well, my sister was across the hall mm -hmm. and you guys were upstairs and I would, I just heard like Megan, Megan. I've heard that before. And I wonder if you're, <clears throat> when that happens, if you're kind of half dreaming and you're not quite awake yet. But, but when you say you've heard that before, do you mean you've heard that before in that house? Yeah. With your name? Yeah. Okay, so maybe it's exactly the same thing, calling our names. That's... And then I wake up and I look in the dark, I don't see anything, and I go, meh, I go back to sleep. That's what I did too, but it's weird that you're telling me for the first time that you had the same experience as me. Maybe they just come and visit every now and then. Well, don't, don't do it when we're sleeping, that's weird. Yeah. Do you like when people watch you when you sleep? I don't think so. Creeper. That's really weird, don't do that. Um, but that's pretty interesting. Uh, so I think, you know, just in general, we keep it pretty creepy. Um, but let me ask you. So are you blaming me? Is yeah. It's my fault? It's your fault and that's You're welcome. It's your fault and that's <laughs> fault. 
But I this is a true crime podcast, so to keep it, you know, on brand, do you have a favorite true crime tale? Mm. That is my question. To oh my you. gosh, that's so broad. Um, yeah, well, so if someone were to ask me as an example, and I think I mentioned this before, if someone's like, What's your favorite like true crime story? And one of my top ones is John Wayne Gacy. Mm. Oh. And when I say favorite, you know, I don't mean like, I, I love that story. I just mean <laughs> the one that creeps you out the most. It's so creepy. Or like my sister and I, we've talked about this before and we'll be like, who really aren't you interested in? And we both were like Richard Ramirez. <laughs> mm. We don't care about Richard Ramirez and his candy corn teeth. Um, <laughs> so are, is there anything off the top of your head, like a story that like, maybe if you see something online, you'll read something about it every time you see anything like one that really interests you. No, not one in particular, like John Wayne Gacy. Yes. Um, any serial killer, the, yeah. the psychology behind that, I yeah. find very fascinating and, um, incredibly creepy. We have, so we are, and that are the same. Could appear so normal and functional. Right. And yet be so, um, you know, um, covertly creepy, and yeah. demented and scary. That's a lot of it for me. It's the psychology behind like, how do people go through life and certain things happen to them and they turn out a certain way versus other people under similar circumstances who turn out generally okay, you know? So that's interesting. But so just kind of like any case like that, that has the like psychological aspect to it is what's interesting to you. Or so, any case where forensic, any old case where forensics now kicks in yeah. years later. Um, like the cold cases, like the solves. Right. Okay. I like that. So when you were growing up, because we had some, we had some uh, notorious New York things mm. going on, right? Do you remember anything about those times? Like, I'll, like this one's, I think this one's uh, older, like da like David Berkowitz. Do you remember anything about that? Um, well, how old would you have been? It's in the 70s. Oh, it's just a baby. Would you have been like, <laughs> in, no, but like, is that like high school? Maybe, ju uh, maybe junior high school. I, well, being kind of young, you don't get all the details. And of course, yeah. you know, you don't watch the news or read the newspaper. So of course. Big, but you hear things anyway. Just a lot of... Um, you know, press and excitement. And um, I remember the Son of Sam killings. They were. Um, that's David Berkowitz. Same thing. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, just, just all the, the news coverage. And um, did not, anyone. It didn't really affect you personally because you, by the time I heard about it, they caught him anyway. Yeah. Well, so what's interesting is that, you know, because, you know, growing up on Long Island and Manhattan's like an hour away, but still. Mm -hmm. It seems further away than it actually is when you hear of someone like a serial killer who's hitting up, you know, it will kind of Queens too, but you guys already lived out here on Long Island mm -hmm. by then. But what's also interesting about that is that my coworker who is an older man who used to work on wall street in the seventies, he was like dating at that time in that area. And he remembers, he remembers yeah. and he would tell me about, you know, how super cautious people were being and just the kind of the energy and the nervousness. Um, he didn't really tell me too much about it other than kind of that, because I feel like it's weird to sit your coworker down and interrogate them about things like that if you're not really close. 
But I thought that was interesting. But what about, I think this is a little later or maybe it's around the same time. I didn't get the dates, but what about like Amityville? Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Um, Well, I didn't know much about it until the movie came out. And then we, of course, went to see the movie in the theater. And then, of course, we had to drive by the house and look at those creepy windows. And that was real. The windows were still there at the time. And there was so much traffic on the streets, I think, eventually one of the buyers changed the look of the house. Yeah, it has changed slightly, but it, they still get people going to look yeah, at it. Yeah. Um, but that's that's pretty interesting. It's weird, like, when I was growing up, I remember, and not that this was local, these two cases that I just brought up were local to us, mm-hmm. though I was not around. But I remember seeing um, at King Cullen, <laughs> which is the supermarket that we used to have here when I was, like, in elementary school, I was maybe in first or second grade, and I remember seeing um, JonBenet Ramsey on the cover, oh, yeah. and I remember hearing about that story. So it's like, even though you're little, you're not getting everything that's going on, but you're still seeing little pieces and hearing little things about these huge, massive cases that you still, years later, yeah. you know, you... I still can't believe there's not enough evidence to find out who killed her after all this I time. Mean, who do you think did it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. First suspects would be family, right? So you know what's an interesting theory I read? The brother did it. How old was the brother at the time? Young. I don't remember. I didn't research that for this episode, but he was very young and he might have done it like by accident. And then the parents covered it up, oh, okay. which like I said, I did not look into that. I, I just, in my That sounds feasible. Yeah, like the parents covered it up, so they didn't necessarily have a hand in it, but also they did because they were an accessory <laughs> after the fact. And that is not allegedly, don't sue me because I'm saying allegedly, and it's a theory, I'm not presenting it as fact. So it's possible. <laughs> that's very what interesting hypothesis. I've never thought about that. Yes, very interesting. Um, I like that though. That's very, we have a lot of interesting little pieces and tidbits about that. Um, So were there any other standout cases for you? I know I already asked you this question, but aside from like you said, John and Gacy is interesting. Are there any other serial killers that you gravitate to more than others for reading? Because again, we're not glorifying Mm. serial killers. We're just interested in their brain. I read a lot before bed. Bread. Before bread. (laughs) And also when I go to sleep. And, um, oh, so you have horrible nightmares. I try. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't read um, true crime stories late at night. No, that's <laughs> it's smart. Um, I'm done with nightmares. Did you listen to the last episode about Carl Tanzler? I did not. I haven't caught up to that. Oh, yet. that one's listen. so creepy. Really? Okay. All yeah. right. I'll have to listen to that in my car in the morning. You have to listen to that one. Also, <laughs> I know we talked about this the other day, but I just wanted to touch on. Because you did listen to the Lizzie Borden episode. I did. And that's, you know, where we got the outhouse bit from. And that's where our friend Lou, friend of the pod, had also been talking a lot about outhouses and the... <laughs> and clothing of the uh, clo- 19th century. gingham dresses of the Lizzie Borden era. Is he a historian? He kind of sounds like he is, right? But did you did you enjoy his take on 
bathroom and hygiene from the 1900s. I did because it gives you a little color as to what life was like back in the back in the day. I don't know. <laughs> like, he's never going to tell us if this is true, but Lou might be a vampire. Oh. And he might have, he sounds like he lived it to me. Hmm. I don't know. It's too, it's too on the nose. Maybe he's in touch with a creeper that's roaming my house. Oh, wow. We're making a, throwing a lot of accusations today. <laughs> Lou, <laughs> all, Lou, we've implicated you. All around. I'm so sorry. Please come back <laughs> to the podcast another time. And you can have a rebuttal segment, if you wish, <laughs> about that you're not a vampire. No, I thought that was an interesting episode. Um, a lot more in-depth than I'd heard about Lizzie Borden. I would like to actually visit that boarding house. Because it is, is a bed it? and breakfast that is exists. It? Yeah. I guess you didn't listen to the whole episode because we talked about that too. But anyway, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, in Fall River, Falls River, Massachusetts, it's still there. You can sleep there, which I would not do. But they do give tours and stuff. Cool. Which seems pretty cool. Um, Which like murder tourism, like, you know, is it in poor taste? Like, yes, it is. It you know it it is. But people find this stuff fascinating. So yeah, and it's like, part of history. If you go to like sleep in the bed because you're like, oh my god, like that's so cool. Like then you're maybe like I don't know, go to therapy a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> if you just are like, I enjoy history in general, so that would be somewhere I'd like to see. But like I don't want to like lay in a chalk outline. Like there is kind of like a a line. You wouldn't do that. No, that's weird. <laughs> you it would be funny. A funny photo op. On the side of a murder? Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> so, something that old. Yeah. Well, no. Does it even count? Does it even count? What do you guys think? <laughs> yes, right? It, it counts. Um, wow. Okay. So we talked about some things today. <laughs> Is there any, any other final thoughts you have about spooky, creepy, true crime things before we wrap it up? Not really. No. I, I like the podcast, and I, I apologize oh. for your creepiness. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um. I do want to know if any of you have lived in old houses, aside from pencil sharpeners, found weird things in the house, in the walls, in the yard, in your neighborhood, in someone else, at your grandma's house. I don't care. I would like to hear about what you found and I will tell my mom about it and maybe she'll come back to talk about it or maybe she won't. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, But that's all for today. And you've been listening to a special episode of True Crime Time. Happy belated Mother's Day. Thank you, Meg. You're welcome, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.